Um, do you have any stories? Hi, welcome to Do You Have Any Stories? I'm your host, Kelsey. Today, we have a very cool guest. He's a playwright and actor, and he directed my play, Tuba, and did an amazing job. Please welcome Carl Holder. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I'm having (laughs) coffee. It's, you know... It's an easy morning. Yeah. Yes. This is this is one of my rare morning records. Oh, are most people like, no, nothing mm-hmm. until noon or later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the op I I I'm weird that way. I like I fall asleep early and, mm-hmm. and then I wake up before the sun. What what time do you wake up? Okay, so that depends on a few different factors. I mean, I I tend to wake up early. Um mm-hmm. If I'm left alone, I, I will fall asleep at some old man time, like nine or 10. <laughs> oh. And then I'll be up like a little after five, just very, nat- oh my God. like just very naturally though. And I blame this on a lot of things, um, on like weird anxiety, like, you know, like, I like, like, don't sleep too much, do something, go, go pick the corn, <laughs> go, you know? And also like, um, you'll, you'll relate to this, like working as a barista for like a mm-hmm. thousand years, I think I just got really like used to it and it's a nice time i like the morning because you're no one's gonna mess with you at like 5 30 like you're very to yourself which is fun i do a lot of my my fun little things i'm sometimes i'm productive a lot Mm -hmm. of times i just watch like old alfred hitchcock episodes wow but you know it's like my weird little meditation my like quiet hour (laughs) yeah i think you need time like that's like a perfect alone time i like waking up early too but not not that early and if i watched tv i would fall back asleep no it's fun for me it's and it's a very like it's not i never watch my prestige television that early in the Mm. morning you know that's that's for later it's much more like work like old episodes of TV where it's like, okay, why were they doing that? And like, you know, like it kind of like studying it more because I feel like it's very, um, I don't know you can, you can really see the strings, especially like if it's Alfred Hitchcock or like a twilight zone where it's very like genre. Yeah. Wow. I have a very like potent memory from, um, my first semester of grad school. I, I, I guess I like fucked up my time. Like, management and um for whatever reason i was like watching um north by northwest at like 5 a.m in tish because i had a class at nine and i i had to watch it for um shinho's class and um but i i don't remember why maybe i had messed up my like work schedule and i thought i was opening or something and so i was already at Anyways, it was it was honestly really nice to just kind of be up watching my little thing, but uh, can't. Uh, I don't know if I'd do it again. <laughs> there were there have been periods of the pandemic where I am not gonna lie. Like I've I've been up early. I've gotten up, done my jam, had my coffee, been doing my thing, and then by the time everyone else that I share the apartment with is like up doing things, I've watched two movies. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! And I really, you know, and. <laughs> I really like to tell myself that that's like, I've been very productive in a way. I'm really exploring yeah. the canon. I'm educating myself. But then there are other days where it, it feels like a grim confession. <laughs> like, okay, I've, I've, I've watched two movies already today. <laughs> is, is that when you do your TV or when you do your writing? Yeah. I like, I mean, I, 
I, I I am beholden to no schedule and I'm also really naughty. And so sometimes I've procrastinated a deadline or something until mm-hmm. a point where what I have to get done takes up a whole day. But when I'm being like obedient and good, um, I get up early and like, I'll do some stuff in the morning. And then by the time like other people are around to like hang out with, I'll do things with them. Or if I have like a job or something I have to do. Um, yeah. And then maybe again, depending on like outside forces, look at it again before bedtime or if it's like, it feels good, like on a really good day, like it's cause I want to, yeah. it's like, Oh, I got to get back to that. Cause if I do one more thing, then wow. it'll, it'll suck less. Um, but that's, you know, that's a really good day. There are a lot of days where it's like just ice cream and regret at the end yeah. of the day. But, um, yeah. So I guess the answer yeah. is yes. It's nice writing. I, I don't like writing in the evening. It's nice writing in the morning. Cause I haven't thought about too many things, you know what I mean? Like there's not, I haven't like worried enough about what I'm doing or anything like that. So it's just kind of like diving into a fresh pool of like really straight water and messing it up a little bit. So many, I'm so like, I'm such a fussy, emotional writer. Like one little thing will just put me in a headspace where I'm like, well, now I can't do anything. So so the morning is good because nothing has, no one's messed with me. Exactly. (laughs) I get very like ritual about it. I'm like, this is the time when I do this. And at night I'm like, there's simply no way I could sit down and write right now, which is like untrue. But after like 3 p.m. I'm like, Today it's a wash. <laughs> Especially when it's—I don't know. Yeah, I just I mean I'm just confessing. Yeah, everything. It could be the weather. It could be my mood. Yeah. So the morning. <laughs> the morning is good because I'm like, I'm feeling positive, mm-hmm. and there haven't been there hasn't been a lot of interference in any way, totally. outside or inside. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what what happened this morning? Did you watch any movies? Or- oh my god. Okay, wait. This morning, well, I knew this was happening, and I feel like that was mm-hmm. partially in my brain. So I did mm-hmm. make sure. I definitely watched an Alfred Hitchcock this morning. Great. Which one? It's so, to, to full disclosure, so I've been on this Alfred Hitchcock kick for a minute now, and mm-hmm. I've blown through almost all of the seven seasons of um, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which was the half hour show for wow. the for the listeners at home. Um, so he did seven seasons of that. And now I'm, I'm into the, the hour longs, which are interesting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're averaging like, you know, 47 minutes, but mm-hmm. what's, just to compare them, like the 30 minutes are fun because the twists and turns are almost just too short, but that kind of makes mm-hmm. me laugh in the morning. Cause it's like, too, <laughs> it's too soon to know that it was rat poison, but that's fun. <laughs> um, and so the hour longs have to milk it a little bit longer. And I'm learning to appreciate that in a different way because sometimes it's a real, it's a real slog to fill 47 minutes of mystery the way that they want to. So you have a lot of episodes that start with like rooms full of suspicious people. Like Mm -hmm. that's a fun theme that repeats itself. So it's like, ooh. And so then the episode is like narrowing it down. It's like, oh, it's not that Mm. suspicious boyfriend. It's not his suspicious fencing partner. It's very Agatha Christie. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It gets much more, yeah, um, embroidered, one might say. But that's kind of fun. The ones that are doing, I think, um, t- to critique the work of a genius, um, mm-hmm. the ones that are standing out to me right now are when they find like kind of very believable ways for you not to know or the central character not to know. Like mm-hmm. the one I watched today was fun because it had Tony Randall in it, who's great because it's also fun because it's all these actors doing like really random, very poppy like roles. Like, like okay, so mm-hmm. today is Tony Randall who did like a bunch of movies and great old TV but also did a lot of stage. And I feel like 
he was on stage on this TV episode. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> you can tell the man is an actor. Actor. He was giving us. He was giving us some pronunciations. Um, because the guy is uh, wakes up with this really bad hangover and then mm-hmm. walks into his living room. And his wife isn't there. Jane Mansfield is there. And she's all like, what's up, cookie? And he, and then so the whole episode is him working backwards of why he is, um, what happened, like why his wife isn't there and all these confusing things. Wow. That's cool. That one was kind of fun. Like there's some fun flashbacks. And of course, flashbacks on the show are like, you know, the, the fish, this, that sound and, um, yeah, it was good. I liked this one. I mean, he was just, and he's, dr- and the whole thing is like, you know, him drinking. So it's, of course, it's stage actor doing what every stage actor wants to do, which uh. is play a ridiculous drunk. So <laughs> he had a good time and so did I. So yeah. Uh, good for them. And when, then, and then I jumped right into this is 40. So yeah. And I didn't finish that though. So that's oh, where really? I am today. Yeah. The, uh, Judd Apatow movie? Yeah, I felt like they were <laughs> I, I, a fun companion pieces. <laughs> yes. They do, you know, now that I think about it, they do really kind of mirror each other in a really artistic way. <laughs> all, of, all of Apatow's characters want to commit murder, but mm. their um, anxieties manifest in different ways. They're hurting themselves, mm-hmm. not each other. And that's yeah. my very made-up-on-the-spot bullshit response <laughs> of why I started watching that right away. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, what got you into an Alfred onto an Alfred Hitchcock like kick? Oh goodness, it's probably something just really boring and shameful. Like I've always enjoyed his movies. Um, My, My brother, brother had, had a period where he was like an Alfred Hitchcock like fiend. See, this is where I'm boring. Like a good friend of mine, I've also gotten her um, onto watching them. Mm-hmm. but she's like already bought a biography and she's reading about him. And so like, I'm weird in that way. Like I find some facts here intriguing, but not enough to commit to reading a whole, like I, I've like his Wikipedia. I have scoured like, you yes. know, like, like a modern day scholar does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, thus far that's been quite enough for me um, okay. because like the work is what I find interesting. And also to be fair, especially with the episodes, um, he did not write any of them and he, you know, only directed, I think, 17 total across. Really? Yeah. He, he was he, he was a producer. He produced. Okay. And he also presented every episode, uh, which those are um, some of my favorite things ever. Yeah. So he had kind of a sweet gig. Yeah. I mean, he also made a ton of movies. Like while that show was running, he was making mm-hmm. movies like he was cranking out he was ryan murphy he was tyler perry he was (laughs) he was really a busy guy he was seriously though uh he did not let any dust settle on his shoulders or bald head so yeah i think i to be honest i think the only things of his that i've seen is the birds and psycho yeah oh well you gotta get into rear window Okay. You gotta watch Strangers. You should watch Strangers on a Train this month because it feels very like gay pride, very queer pride. Okay. To me. <laughs> My friend okay. Daphne and I joke that it is a deeply like coded film. And I think, wow. uh, yeah, watch that one. Watch that okay. one with that in mind. Okay, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be my, my pride celebration. Yes, exactly. <laughs> watch something. Watch something that I have completely inaccurately decided is that 
and I'll get some email one day about, you know, being wrong. But let me no, get, let me get ahead of that story. No, no, you should write a long think piece about it. I joke, people who listen to me talk about the things, the TV and movies I watch, because I'm usually watching something um, mm-hmm. and talking about it against everyone's will. Everyone, like, I kind of joke that I have an ongoing, like, lecture class that I'm putting together <laughs> because I'm like, these two movies in compa- like, not today. Today I was kidding, but sometimes I'm very serious. I'm like, this and this, we should talk about it. Of course, I'm going to fail to have a ready example right now when this could be my moment, <laughs> my moment to shine as um, a new media scholar. But yes. It's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy building a syllabus for a class I'll never teach. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> for now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Carl, let's dive right into it. Dive into it. Yes. So today you're our protagonist. Um, first things first, we're going to kind of get an idea of where you're at right now and see kind of what's going on in your world, like as it is today. So... What's kind of your job? What are you working on right now? Um, well, I mean, my, my job is I'm, I'm unemployed looking for work. So, hey, if you're wanting to okay. hire a, a writer or an actor or just an all-around creative producer type, mm-hmm. hit me up. Um, plug, yes. plug, hashtag plug me. Um, yes. And then also, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing it sort of like Laura Savage from The, the Savages. Like I'm embracing my, my government unemployment as an artist grant. Um, and I'm in addition to applying anywhere and everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. no, I'm writing a lot and I've been fortunate, even though it's been sort of a strange period of time, I've had a lot of really, um, I've had a lot of blessings in terms of development opportunities. You know, I'm, I'm inside of this writer's residency at the brick theater in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. um, working on a podcast, which has turned into a two year opportunity. And so we're now moving into actually producing and developing it. And hopefully it it rolls out later this year. Um, yeah. And then, I was very lucky early in the year that um, a play of mine had a reading through my alma mater, our alma mater, NYU, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. Yes. Uh, that got to be a fun, a fun time. Good cast, mm-hmm. great director. Um, and then I, I, at the beginning of the year, I also had a new play that I wrote sort of in the middle of all this uh, craziness. And that had a digital reading, which was also mm-hmm. super fun. I got to collaborate with um, a, a writer friend of mine who sort of put on the, the cap of director, my friend Johnny Lloyd. And we had a really, really fantastic cast for that too. So I've been, I've been doing stuff. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to stay busy, even though it's a strange time since it feels like throwing a lot up in the air and, and waiting to like catch it. But you totally. know, like I said, I've, I'm, I feel really lucky. Like I've, I've been, I've been lucky to stay busy and feel like I can stay busy and then like be able to like get support to stay busy. So definitely. Are you? Is most of your time going towards like producing the podcast right now or towards are you write, like writing a play or what's um... Oh, because I'm such a weirdo, if I'm honest, this is like uh I I guess I mean it's not really under wraps. It's just sort of like it's coming together very quickly and so we'll I mm-hmm. luck to see. After my last reading with um Boomerang Theater Company, who are mm-hmm. super cool people, um, I just got this itch of like everything that I've written this past year that's had a reading on Zoom is intended for a stage. And mm-hmm. so since that's <clears throat> mostly until right this moment, things are reopening. Um, since that's been on pause, it's just sort of felt strange to have all these things be read and be so fortunate in that sense, but them not be meant for that format. So I just okay. got this like really wild hair of like, you know, what about a play for Zoom? Like, what if I wrote something and like, I that was like, that was the thing that like I had to do. So yeah. I've had this like, so I wrote a play really fast. Like I wrote a full length play, like in like a little under a week, just cause I was Whoa. like, I was just, but it was like, I'm not saying that draft was good, but I was just like, rah, 
mad. It's just like, just like comes out of you. Well, I was just like, an, I was, I was annoyed in a very productive way. Um, <laughs> cause I just, <laughs> I wanted to see if I could meet like the form in a better way. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, that has turned into this like surprise, like, oh, well crap. Like I'm now, now I have this play bee. So yeah. I'm like, uh, I've been messing around with that and I think I, I'm going to find a way to get it out there in time because it's very much about this exact moment about sort of things mm-hmm. like grinding back into gear and what that's like. So that's yeah. probably like my main thing that I've been working on, but it also feels so new and kind of so like, <gasps> but uh, yeah, I guess that's the most honest answer that and, you know, looking for work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's awesome. That sounds really cool. Keep me updated. Oh yes. Goes, oh, I'm, I, I don't want to be quiet. So yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Okay. So who's your cast of characters? Who are you hanging out with? All right. Um, well, I'm, I would, ch- I should say one thing is in another way that I've been very blessed is that I have a really great apartment. I've been going, I've been here going on six years. I've been lucky that I didn't have to leave it. You've been here for six years? I think October, unless, I mean, I'm also bad at math, but it's definitely five. So I think October marks six years that I've been in this space. Wow. It is a great space. I didn't realize you'd been there for that long. And I've been very lucky, you know, cause I started, I started living here at the end of a big chapter and feeling kind of like lonely. And then the people that have come into my life in this apartment have been amazing. And, mo- and most of them are still around. Um, okay. And I've also fallen in love inside of this pandemic, which has been really incredible. Um, this amazing friend that I knew um, in undergrad, she and I have, have always stayed in touch and there was always this connection back then. But then, you know, everyone's been stuck inside and talking to people. And, you know, so we were talking more and more and then, uh, you know, one thing led to another and, and now, and now she lives here with me, which is really, really awesome. So we spend a lot of time together and she's, um, this amazing artist, Lucia Hierro. Look her up all over the place. Um, she just and, had a, oh my gosh, she just had this like big fancy museum opening in, in Connecticut, which feels a little bit like going to another planet. So it's like, yeah. like it's to me, it's like, She's all of it is amazing because she's so amazing, but it's also like mm-hmm. going to another planet and your like best friend is famous there. It's like, oh, yeah. cool. You're huge here. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. But it was really fun. And I'm, you know, I'm so proud of her. And yeah. And so that's, that's been a big blessing in terms of during this crazy time where there's been like a lot of uncertainty that's come my way. And that feels very certain and wonderful. Um, so that's, that's, that's a big part of my day to day. My dog is a big part of my day to day. That's my mm-hmm. dog, Amelia who is going to be 15 this year. Whoa. Again, I'm so bad at math. Everything's older than you expect. Yeah, okay, so she's going to be 15 this year. I've had her for a minute, but she's... Did you get her while you were in school? I got her... How did I do it? I did it the very... So right right the year in the fall. Yes, in the fall of 2008. Wow. And here she is. She's still kicking. I mean, she's full of, <laughs> full of, uh, everyone always thinks she's still a puppy too. So she's yeah, rad. I would not have guessed that she was 15. Yeah. I mean, she's also just, you know, acts like an idiot. So that's, it's kind of, we're, <laughs> we're very similar in that way. I feel like, um, and then my, my, my good friend and, and actor, Kate Weber is also my roommate. Um, mm-hmm. and she is, uh, a wizard of, of many things. And she, she hangs out here and, and also helps me walk the dog. And then there's sort of a ghosty roommate who is is not around currently, but is 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 at the periphery and actually on on the return that we both really? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the mystery that is Olivia McCormick, who you should yeah. definitely get on the show at some point, if yeah. for no other reason than just to I, force her to talk. <laughs> but um, 
but she resides here as well. So yeah, it's a house full of of arty, talented people. Yeah, I didn't know she was coming back. She's headed back. So yeah, we we should go to the park. I agree. Totally. I would love that. So yeah, that's everyone who lives here and, and some plants. Cool. Yeah. You know, that's the crew. That's amazing. Okay. So the world's greatest motivator, love. So you and Lucia, you met in school. We met in uh, undergrad at, at okay. SUNY Purchase. Um, okay, cool. And I was in the acting conservatory and she was in the visual arts program. And as cool. I like to joke, we, we always had like my, my like sound bite is always like, we always had this connection, but we also, we always both had other boyfriends. So, but mm-hmm. we just like, we always, I don't know. She was just, just a smart, amazing person. And I was, I guess she thought I was a smart. I just think I had like an attitude problem that made people think <laughs> I seem smart, but um we just always had this like connection. And then we just have kept in touch for forever. And then yeah. it turned into something so much more over this time. That's so, that's so lucky to have something oh like my that God. during the pandemic. Like we we really... tell people, and and it sounds it sounds annoying. So make make sure you edit this to not sound like <laughs> annoying. Like like cut out enough, you know, to not make it annoying. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm stupid lucky, and 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 honestly, like you know, there have been plenty of you know craziness. Like this this unemployment thing is is a little bit of a, like a ha, but what you know that's yeah. it's easy to. It's easy to think something good's going to happen when you have good people around you. So you know, just like trying to focus on that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, well, I think we have a really beautiful vision of your life right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so let's dive into your backstory. Um, do you have siblings? What's oh, going my on God. There? I'm the youngest of seven. Oh so do God. I do I have siblings? <laughs> Yeah, I've got one of those like Brady Bunch families where both mm-hmm. of my parents were married before. Mm-hmm. And my and my mom brought four previous kids to the gig and my dad brought two. And then wow. I surprised everyone and <laughs> and here we are and the Brady are you, Bunch. Are you close to all of them? Do you hang like, I mean, we're all in touch. Like? I mean, I think seven is like a big number. So there's like it fluctuates totally. like, you know, like there's a lot of news about this person. Then like there's a lot of news about this person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean. We all know what we're doing. We're all staying. Yeah. Stay, and, we're, and especially when something exciting happens, like everyone shows up to be like, that's awesome. Totally. How, how much older? Oh, it spans. It spans the decades. Um, wow. Yeah. Like my, my two older siblings, I mean, oh God, I should maybe just bleep out their names. No, um, they're, no one said this. <laughs> um, no, my two older siblings are, um, you know, in their fifties and then mm. it sprinkles, it sprinkles all the way down to me. 11, 11 years old. <laughs> No, a, a, a fresh eleven year. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm 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 in my middle thirties, so yeah. So it's it's a it's a wide range, but yeah. But that was always yeah. fun because like having older siblings growing up felt like uh, it made me feel cool in a way. I was definitely like all my friends definitely. are older. <laughs> <laughs> you you had a a blueprint. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I also literally like had their clothes. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, and you could see how far they could push the boundaries. And if you wanted to, you're like, oh, and and they (laughs) they trod paths that I later just like scorched. And like, I I definitely got away with with certain things, I feel like by being seven, both by, yes, as you pointed out, like learning, learning the ways. But then Mm -hmm. also just like, I think my parents were tired by the time I was like going through teenage stuff. They were like, you know what? I don't know if I have the strength. <laughs> I don't know if I have the strength to deal with this one. 
So. I mean, honestly, might get it. Seven's a lot. Seven's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I especially now because you know the the natural thing of you know you growing older and and seeing seeing things more from their perspective as you have as you gain certain life experiences. And I definitely now I just think, oh my gosh, what a task! Seven yes. kids, like Bravo. Let me get you a chair, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, well, there's only two, me and my brother, and I'm oldest, but I think. Being the oldest, I was like, these are all the things I have to do because I got told I have to do them. Um, but uh, yeah, younger siblings seem to really have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of, you know, breaking the mold. <laughs> you know, I definitely did a lot of that. I'm going to grow my hair out. <laughs> I'm going to go to the different high school. I'm going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are, are there a lot of like... Uh, are you like the creative one or is everyone kind of creative? Oh, no, no, no. Very, very like what happened here. Like um, everyone okay. else is very normal and I am very not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah which is totally was... cool, which is fun. Yeah. But it was it was definitely always that. Like mm-hmm. um, when I say like people say, oh, we're all different. But then, you know, there's something like no, no one. I have, it's coming to my mind. I have one of my sisters would draw. Mm-hmm. But she also clearly prioritized school and like did the right mm-hmm. thing. And I was way more like, <laughs> I mean, the joke about me being like, I'll not, I'll find a calculator. I don't need to know that. Like, like that being my attitude <laughs> about stuff to, to a certain extent that I like wised up at a certain moment and got it, like got it together just in time. But mm-hmm. I definitely like the gag about me was just, he's, he's out to lunch and that's all he cares about is this creative shit. So yeah. Um, and everyone else was very much more like, I'm going to get a job. <laughs> I'm going to get married and have a house. Hmm. Kind of all of those like touchstone things. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think, I'm, I mean, I think I still confound them is even again, it's fun. It's a funny mix of things where everyone is supportive, but kind of borrowing analogies from before, like people also fully don't understand it. So it's like a news report from another dimension. You know, they're like, awesome. So you did this and people liked it. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a lot of, <laughs> which is nice. I mean, cause the effort in there and the love is there, of course, but it's just also so funny cause it is a different world. It is a different thing, you know, totally. <laughs> but <Totally>. yeah, <laughs> Um, maybe, and, I don't know, maybe some of them have learned guitar during this, this shutdown time. And I didn't know, I don't know. Maybe I got to check in and see like if yeah. anyone, if it, if, it, if it sparked anything in anyone, you know? Yeah. You can do a collab. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you're from Florida, right? Yeah. So okay. my, my, my mom's side of the family is from up here. My mom was born in Brooklyn and then mm-hmm. lived all over the place up here before moving to Florida. And my dad is from Georgia. And then at some point when he was like younger, his family moved to Florida. So then uh, then eventually timelines converge. But yeah, that's where I was raised. Did you like growing up in Florida? <laughs> I mean, like looking back <laughs> on it now, it's sort of like I have a fondness for it because it's just sort of there's no arguing with the stuff that made you become who you are or whatever. Totally. But it definitely was tough because I was such a weirdo and Florida is... Mm. Is a little, is a little, is a little is specific to grow up as a, a strange person. I will say, and Definitely. and strange in in the ways that I was, like you know, creative, mm-hmm. softer. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't. I mean, like no regrets. And now I kind of wear it as a badge of honor because it's such a strange place, and I kind of identify as that. Like, like if John mm. Waters has you know Baltimore, like I have you know the the, the magically weird state of Florida. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little strange. But I also, again, I look back and I think I'm lucky I found my places. I found my special spots. I had like community theaters and kids totally. theaters and ways to get through. And so, yeah. Were you like Orlando or Tampa? Oh, no, no, no. Like, a little more what? north than that. A little more, a little more toward the armpit. Um, so okay. Gainesville, <laughs> Gainesville is really where I grew oh. up. Gainesville is where I grew up. But then as I've gotten older and, you know, through college and then grad school, like my family has all sort of scattered to the outskirts of Alachua County where it's a little more rural. Um, okay, gotcha. yeah. And, and because of the way the, the county works, even though I was in Gainesville, like I had friends all over there too. So all those places are, are part of the package of living around there. Like, you know, and go around there and yeah. you have friends that live around there and that kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. How, how was, um, high school? High school was fun. I only did normal high school for half of it because I did, I was, it was a combination of like, I wasn't loving what was going on. And so I was kind of disengaging in a way that was only, only hurting myself. Um, but yeah, classic, classic (laughs) high school. That's what we do in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I was very fortunate that this program that the community offered called dual enrollment came my way where if you got into the program, you took all of your classes at the community college and you received credit, dual credit on both of your transcripts. So you were beginning wow. your college transcript and you were completing your high school transcript. And it was. Did just, you have to go to school? Did you have to go to college in Florida for that to transfer over? No, no, no. It's just like, it's just wow. like, I mean, there was a little bit of like making sure you were accepted to the program. And I think looking back on it, it was designed to be kind of a catch all because there were people who were using it that were like very scholarly that were like trying to like mm-hmm. finish high school faster and then like mm-hmm. go straight to UF by virtue of going to this community college, which actually it's now grown into a college all its own. But then it was still a community wow. college because I'm I'm old. Um, <laughs> then, um, yeah, so I did that. And then, you know, other other people in the program were more arty, like they had like track. It was the way. And, and I think looking back on it, like I said, it was an effort to like help people who, for whatever reason, a normal high school design wasn't helping them thrive. Gotcha. So I think and probably I probably to encourage people to like continue doing college. Exactly. Like make the bridge less like intimidating, I think. Yeah. So I was very lucky because it just took all of the social things that were hard for me about high school, like out of the picture. Yeah. Um, and then just put the focus on by then I had clicked into like, okay, well, the way to get out of Florida is to figure out how to get into college somewhere. Mm-hmm. So get get that together, Buster. And so yeah. the, the two just sort of met at the right time. Like I was in the headspace to get serious, to get out. Yeah. And then this program came along and there was this amazing woman who worked there named Judy Tyson, who was just so nice to me. And I think really got what I was going through. And I messed up here and there because I still had habits that I was working on, but she was the kind of like the, the special kind of person you look back on and you're very grateful for because she never made me feel bad about like my mistakes. Mm-hmm. She was always just like, okay, well, since this is what happened, <laughs> you have these options now. And like, you know, very just tactical. And I, I feel like, you know, when, when, when good people come into your life, they become like a voice in your head. And she's just like Sorry. a positive voice in my head. Do you keep up with her? I do. Um, really? Yeah. By the magic of, I, I, I'm, I'm on and off Facebook because it, it feels at times like a negative force. Um, totally. So I try to I try to let it know who's boss, and sometimes mm-hmm. I just deactivate. 
Um, but I, I try to check in and see how she is. Cause I, or at least like around her birthday or whatever, we'll like do a little mm-hmm. Facebook messenger back and forth, but that's sweet. she's the coolest. She's just a lady who's really like, and I, and I, I imagine there are a lot of people that must feel that way about her because I wasn't alone in her, um, in, in, in her generosity. She just had a lot to give and, and did. Yeah. So yay, Judy, yay, Judy Tyson. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so were you doing like, um, were you performing in community theater at this time too? Is that like kind of, Oh my God. I was, see, that's all I cared about. Like, so I was, I was in my first thing when I was five, this really, Oh my God. I didn't realize. Oh yeah. This really amazing woman named Sybil St. Clair, um, Mm -hmm. ran a children's theater that I, and like a a lot of local people were a part of, Mm -hmm. uh, and like my folks really even couldn't afford it. And she made a way to make that happen. Like she was just that kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, so she and then I was like in everything with her and then that fleshed out into me also doing things like at the local community theaters and you know it's mm-hmm. not it's not the biggest town so if you if you uh are trying to make a splash it's not so hard and then um I was very lucky and, and by the time I was in the dual enrollment program my last two years of high school I I connived an internship there's a regional theater in Gainesville that's amazing and it was really special to me growing up to have that influence because they would bring in a lot of actors from New York and their mm-hmm. shows always kind of push the envelope, especially by Gainesville standards, the, the Hippodrome State Theater. Um, and so I did a internship there as part of my dual enrollment thing, which to me was just totally trying to infiltrate their casting. I was just like, I'm here yeah. sneaking my way <laughs> in. <laughs> and, um, and I got to do two shows there right before I went away to college. And so that was like, really felt like, like, you know, I really cool. like reached the top of the mountain before I left Gainesville. Like, like I did it. Yes. I, did, I did two plays here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was very lucky. I mean, there are whatever there was, I, I found a way to be a part of it just because it's, it's all I, I wanted to do. Yeah. So were you doing more like musicals or just straight theater? Okay, or so it's a, so on? definitely I started off as like just the biggest musical fiend ever. I yeah. Mean, I, what was a joke? I was, I was talking about who I was talking to about some, someone I know who would get how funny this is. Like one of my brothers had given me an old pirate's cap and uh-huh. I like put a Les Mis button over the P. Oh my God. And so it was my like homemade Les Mis baseball cap for forever. <laughs> like I was that kind of nerd. And then somewhere I think in high school with the whole like getting serious about wanting to go to high college, it like went to a more... <laughs> like a more pretentious place. Like I felt like I was reading like more serious books about what it would mean to, to be an actor. And I had this insane dry erase board in my bedroom that I like wrote all my goals on and everything like that. And um, yeah, I got real dipped in it during that period of time. Um, Yeah. So that, so it's, it's, it really, I wrote from, I did like a full 180. Like I went from like, you know, total cats was like the first big musical I saw. Me too. My, my mom got like the video, the cats like video. So I had this aunt who was very special. My aunt Vani, who was always just showing me, showing, showing me the world to make sure I knew it was there. And Mm -hmm. she took me to like my first big things. Like she took me to New York the first time, but the first thing she took me to was a touring production of cats. Wow. And of course, oh man, of course, I was just nuts for it. Now, flash forward, I went to two Rowdy Cat screenings at Alamo Those Draft House so for a totally different reason, mind you. <laughs> and I think that's both sides of the coin. You know, that's the journey from, from a. You know what? Cats was fun to watch. Yes. I enjoyed it. It was fun. They 
everybody in that movie committed so hard. Oh, and I respect committed. that a lot. And I enjoyed Cats and everyone that's hating on it can back off. I'm not hating on it. I'm merely trying to point out <laughs> that <laughs> as a child, I appreciated it much more in earnest. And as an adult, there's there. I must confess, there is a, a level of irony that is a uh, part of why I enjoy it because it's you know this spectacularly strange thing that it became. Totally. So, yeah. the The plot is I, I completely forgot that she just like floats away at the end, and that's like how it's over. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the movie did do some things to attempt. I can't I can't say whether or not I think they were successful or not to make it make a little more sense because the stage play really does, doesn't even have, they really try to set up a protagonist in the film of cats and the stage yeah. play has none. <laughs> I mean, the cats are there to dance. Yes. You know, <laughs> the cats tonight we dance. <laughs> They're not there for much else. But <laughs> so, so your palette, your palette developed from cats. Oh to yes. More, Thank you for wording um, that in such a, <laughs> fantastic way my palette did develop cats. <laughs> and then i mean now the joke of course is i feel like i went to the depths of that in undergrad where i just was so i would argue too serious about being an actor and that's when it was all very you know this yeah. um but yeah and then now i feel like there's some kind of balance where i take things seriously but also just kind of laugh at myself and that feels like that feels like the conversation in my head between like writer Carl and performer Carl or yeah. present day Carl and younger, more dipped in it, Carl. Yeah. When did you start being like, oh, I think I want to write too? I always wrote. And I mean, that was always something mm -hmm. that I was, I think people would tell me I was good at and I, and I mm -hmm. straight up just was like, cool, whatever. Um, yeah. it, it felt <laughs> again, back to like my Ferris Bueller persona. It always felt like writing was what got me out of things a little bit. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I was very much that person who would take on a big paper to get me out of trouble because it was like, well, I can do that. Yeah. Give me, give me some time. I'll make, I'll make some shit happen. Um, I'd take and, an essay over a test any day. Oh, and also like, I mean, like, I mean, like a big, I, I mean, I can't think of it. I want to say there was a time my last normal high school year where I basically negotiated like a, a research paper to just make up for like not having done like most of Whoa. the work. Oh, it was just, it was always writing was always like my thing. And again, mm -hmm. I, people I, I'm grateful for it because like when I got to the dual enrollment program, I had a couple of professors who I think became the first people to kind of point me in that direction and be like, Hey, just, so you know, like you're actually like good at that. Like, like don't, mm -hmm. that's not just like a hat trick. And then I would say I was taking it seriously in undergrad, mm -hmm. but again, it was competing with what now I laugh at was like my very, like my very focused on being an actor, but yeah. I always wrote and there was a lot of, um, we made a lot of work in my undergrad program. And anytime there had to be a script, I would always enjoy being the person who like finalized the script and would like toss in like a few, like, like things that were more, di like I would now describe as like more dialogue based than what we were doing, mm -hmm. which was like more performance based. Um, and then when I got out of school, I, I had an agent for a while and I was very much focused on acting with an A mm -hmm. um, and still making things. But then I would say as the years went on, eventually one one felt much more important to me. And I still sometimes do act and I, I really love acting. But yeah. I think um, I think it just became clear to me that I care so much about what the whole thing is in a way that I like to get my hands around. And it feels like presenting oneself as a, as a writer first somehow enables that in a way. 
and then and then you can trickily be like and also i don't mind i don't mind speaking in in public um (laughs) but yeah and 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 also just satisfies the itch in the right way for me especially right now um because it's so limitless you know when you're an actor Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people telling you what you're gonna do Mm-hmm. which if any of these stories from my youth might indicate is, is uh, <laughs> not my favorite thing, um, especially creatively because it felt restrictive. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm like a little short guy and when I don't talk, I, people think I look real nice. And mm-hmm. so there was a lot of me walking into rooms when I was an actor and people being like, Oh, now that you're talking and you're moving, you're not what we were expecting. You're, you're not Huckleberry Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just got boring. Like, so making my own yeah. things just in- became increasingly more satisfying. So, yeah. And now I've got this degree. So now, I'm, <laughs> now it's just, now it's who I, I am and I've committed to in a million ways. So totally. Um, how, how much time, how much space, space did you have between your undergrad and your grad? And oh, like, a what? minute, a minute. Yeah. Um, I graduated undergrad in 2008. And wow. I graduated. I was class of 2020. What, what? We started the yes. shut in. Um, uh, uh, that was when I finished grad school. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 10, 10 years and ten change. Years. It's nice to have that time out. Oh, I really, and, and especially for the way the program uh, went for me, I wouldn't have it any other way because I feel like I really got to go in and, and know what I wanted to do and kind of keep the ball rolling in, in a certain respect to what I had already been doing. Yeah. And um, I'm really grateful for how it panned out since it included all this stopping for a second. Like, I'm I'm glad that yeah. I had something before that because it was tough to have the um, the graduation and the launch into the next step or whatever be a little surprising. Um, yeah. But I think it would have been even harder if I had not sort of been in New York for a minute and known known what's what. Definitely. And I think like writing wise too, I was, I was only out for a year and a half in between my undergrad and grad. And I honestly wouldn't have mind. I think when I like applied, especially in my early twenties, I was so worried about getting older in a way that now I'm like less concerned about. But, uh, I felt like I like had to go to grad school and finish before I was 30 and do all of these things before I was 30, which like, feels like an arbitrary number now like it's your yeah and then you're gonna be like before you're 40 like let me yeah it's like it's never yeah yeah. but it feels like a very like early 20s thing to like be like i'm 22 i'm getting old and it's like oh my god trust me every i'm what do you mean i'm talking about getting older every day so yeah i get it (laughs) yeah but um but i i do wish like i guess i don't wish this but i wouldn't have minded if i'd had more time in between undergrad and grad just because just writing wise, there's so much like that you need to be have like real world experiences to write about. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that I mean, you're always sense. doing that. Like whatever you're I, I feel like I'm quoting Charlie Kaufman, quoting someone else, but I'll attribute it to him and whoever he's quoting mystery person. But like, you know, like your writing is like a record of your time. And so like it, mm. it's always going to be about that. So yeah, you're always going to look back and be like, oh, that's funny. I wrote that and that was wrong. Or I wrote that yeah. and, I, and I understood that better than than I do now. Like, that's a funny thing, too. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> be a writer. <laughs> OK, cool. So I think we have a beautiful backstory for you. So moving forward, like what what's like a big overarching goal and what's a like smaller kind of inconsequential goal that you have? I mean, my big overarching goal is the same thing that it's always been, which is just that 
I mean, I guess I say theater because that feels like what what my home base of sorts is, but mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't be wrong to also phrase it as like storytelling or whatever. Like that's the thing I care the most about. Yeah. And I think I've always, even when I was a little kid, that's like what I want to be at the center of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, so even all the jokes and everything like, misbehaving at school or whatever like all that is actually just like a kid like try to like make that the center of their life like that's my favorite thing to do and so I think I've always been trying to make that what I get to do the most um and you know there are there are peaks and valleys of that but I mean I think that's what I'm trying to do right now I would say that that means I'm trying to generate a lot of work that I'm excited about and hopefully find Mm -hmm. other people that can be excited about it also means I'm trying to experiment with forms you know I've, I've messed around with like audio formats and zoom formats mm-hmm. and still writing plays and trying to write for screens and figure out how yeah. I can do that and, and like it all and like it as much as I like theater yeah um, but yeah I mean my goal is to have a life where that's that's at the center of it so yeah, yeah. that's amazing do you think you'll stay in New York or are you gonna I mean I, I don't it doesn't feel like immediately I'm going anywhere else but I wouldn't be opposed to because I think there's exciting stuff happening all over. Yeah. Um, and I would love to be a part of exciting things anywhere. Um, yes. But I'm not like a person who would move anywhere for weather. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like very like a New Yorker in that way, especially now where it's like, ugh, like, that's not the motivating thing for me. Yeah. Um, like I would go somewhere and I'd be like, well, I, I need certain things. Although, I do, there's a lot of outside stuff I like. Like I've really enjoyed, I've been lucky to get away from the city here and there into, into the beautiful landscapes of New York state. Um, And it's really, and it's gorgeous. And I like, I like doing some outdoorsy stuff. And so again, but I, but this proves I'm a New Yorker because like for me, the proximity I have to it now is not dissatisfying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I get away, I get to do it. I know, you know, and then I'm back in where the stuff is happening or feels like it's happening. Yeah. Um, or you can pop over to the beach. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I want to here. imagine some multi gazillion dollar lifestyle for myself, <laughs> uh-huh. I would love to, you know, maybe have a residence a little outside of things where I get to enjoy mm-hmm. that, but then yeah. have the ability to zoom, zoom, zoom in. But yeah. like I said, I I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy having friends who have cars. <laughs> totally. It's so important to have friends who have cars. It's shout out, shout out to Kate and Daphne. Thank you for your cars. Uh, <laughs> and for me, shout out to uh, Adam, who uh, whenever he goes out of town, lets me car sit. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. And you know, I'm I'm driving all around. The, I'm driving all around Brooklyn. I'm going into Manhattan only if I have to. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about a smaller, like inconsequential kind of like short term goal? Oh, I think I like let the cat out of the bag a little bit earlier with that one. I think the smaller thing is I've had this itch for this thing that I wrote really quickly and kind of unexpectedly mm-hmm. and didn't even upon making it have like any real intentions of necessarily doing anything with it. But I think in, in literally like in the past few days, I've just come to terms with the fact that like, it's going to bother me if I don't do something with it. Yeah. So I have some other stuff lined up that I have to address in a certain order. So I think, like I said, as of, as of 72 hours ago, (laughs) I think I'm really going to try to like put the pedal to the metal and get that out just because I think it would make me feel satisfied and, and also just relieve this kind of like, ah, should I, should I not? So I think that that's a, that's a new little play I'm trying to get out there. Do you think it'll be like, um, 
just like a one-time show that people log in and see or like a digital like so yeah i think for this one again part of what made me come up with the, the itch to do it in the first place was wanting to do something that kind of meets the demands of what works and doesn't work or or rather to phrase it as like what really lands on zoom yeah and so this is a, a series of conversations that all exist on Zoom. And so mm-hmm. I think the way that it will be constructed is kind of um, recorded live with actors in a manner that's kind of like playful and mirrors a theatrical kind of environment based on mm-hmm. how it will be rehearsed most likely, but then edited together to um, to just sort of steal the benefits of what you get from like being able to play with timing a little bit and stuff like that. Definitely. And then my hope is that it's available for a little bit of time on, on streaming. Yeah. Yeah, you should submit it to some stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, again, it's ago. it's not to not to let too much be known before before it's yeah, yeah, yeah. out there. Um, it, it's very grounded in like this moment. It's very much people yeah. having conversations like we're having about right now. Uh, yeah. And for that reason, I'm eager to kind of have it meet the moment, or mm-hmm. I feel like it'll just like like a phoenix fizzle into dust. Yes. So yeah, yeah, I think that's like my that's most great. immediate goal right now. Cool. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, well, do you have a twist, um, fun fact or surprise ending for us? It's okay if no. Wow. A twist, fun fact or surprise ending. I feel like I'm this, I'm, I'm peculiar or particular enough Mm -hmm. in a way where almost anything I say, people could be like, oh yeah, that tracks. Like, okay. (laughs) Like, I feel like I have that kind of weird, weird quality (laughs) where, or even if it's like a surprise, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a surprise for too long, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know. Uh, okay. The two things that just popped in my head, my parents have chickens. I I don't know if that's something you would assume about me upon meeting me, but my parents have chickens and, um, I can do latte art. Cool. I don't know. I, maybe I, I thought, see, that's not surprising, especially, especially <laughs> this weird, this hairdo I'm, str- I'm strutting right now. I think I, I look like someone who does latte art. Um, I don't know. Let's, let's, the chickens are cool. cool. Yeah. How many chickens. chickens? How many? Oh gosh. I'm so bad to my, my brothers and sisters. I don't know how many of them are. They have quite a few. They have like, I, I want to say like six or seven. Wow. There's quite a little coop in their backyard. Yeah. Wow. They have a lot of eggs, which is awesome whenever I go home. Uh, cause yeah, there's definitely. farm fresh eggs Wait, are you- the real deal. You know what I heard about chickens is that they can die from, um, like birthing an egg wrong. Like the egg can get stuck in there and die. Whoa. Is that true? You know, I don't have, I'm more of the egg eater in the family. Okay. I'm not, You're really, the I've seen the chickens and I've talked to them. Mm-hmm. I've watched my dad do all the hard labor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more the uh, let my 70 year old father take the reins on this one kind of guy. Uh, he'll he'll cook the eggs and bring it I in. I mean, not to be <laughs> morbid. Good. I do know that like they've had a few, you know, chickens that have have left the coop, shall we mm-hmm. say? But I don't know. I don't know if it was due to egg malfunction. Well, but let I me know, tell let you, me the know. first thing I'm going to research as soon as we're done here today. <laughs> One of my other friends, her mom has chickens and she was just absolutely listing off the longest list I've ever heard of ways that chickens can die. And I didn't know they were so fragile. I guess so. I mean, we're all fragile, really. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They are beautiful. (laughs) Um, Well, Carl, thank you for being such a great guest. Do you have um, anything to plug? Do you want to? No, I mean, I I tried to do I tried to be very clever and plug as I went. 
Yes. You know, plug as you go is, is mm. what my um, dermatologist said to me. Um, <laughs> I do not have a dermatologist. Uh, <laughs> if I did, things would be way different. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like I say yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of wonderful people. Lucia Yero, check her out. The Brick Theater, mm. Kate Weber, Amelia, my dog. Um, yes. Yeah. And then if I if I get this thing off the ground, eyes and ears on that and I'll bother people about it soon. <laughs> yeah. Great. But thank you um, for having me. Yes, thank you for being on here. Do you want to drop your social uh, media handles? Oh yes, on on IG, I am Holder and Older, mm-hmm. and then to be you know really consistent on Twitter, I'm that Carl Holder. <laughs> and then if you really get lost, it's just CarlHolder.com, and you know everything is there. Perfect. Really, everything is there. Everything. You can find everything right there. I love older and older. I never, it never clicked. Uh, well, it's, so, it's funny. Handle. I mean, I'm old enough where like all these things came at different times and I, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't like, yeah, anyway. My, I'm not consistent on mine either. And, 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 and like I said, I, it, I can't let that matter enough. So yeah. <laughs> well, Kel- Kelsey Harper, everyone has that name. So yes, you're the, you're the seventh Kelsey Harper right now. Are you serious? Oh. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the second one i know well i guess i'm the first she's the second but i do know another kelsey harper yeah we graduated together oh that's nuts that's so funny <laughs> yeah um actually she got married a few years ago so i'm the last one standing but i'm certain there's other ones out there <laughs> i'm the last one <laughs> actually i know a third I I went viral on Twitter and this girl messaged me and she was like, "That you have my name. And I was like, oh, that's great. Now we follow each other. I think she's like 17. <laughs> so wow. Me and, me and you keep going viral on Twitter. You're like a virologist on Twitter. Oh my God. <laughs> but only, only two or three times. <laughs> only two or three times. <laughs> you just have to get that. You have to get a solid like one person who has a lot of followers. If they retweet you, you're like, I've got it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I love when people who have done really cool things try to be all like, oh, and it's like, <laughs> no, that's pretty crazy. Oh, God. My mom, uh, after th- my tweet went viral, my mom made a Twitter just so that she could follow only me and like only that one tweet. Not of the other, none of, not the other ones that like need help that have like two likes or whatever. <laughs> Just like the one. Oh, like. <laughs> I love it. Having met yeah. your mom only briefly, that is just a superb yeah. detail. I love that. She was like, I have to I have to download at the app. I was like, you really don't. It's like not a big deal. Dad showed you it. But <laughs> yeah, so. Perfect. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for yeah. being such a wonderful guest. Thank you. Um, do you have any stories? 